Welcome to The Bridgehead with Jonathan Van Maren, bringing you cutting-edge news, commentary, and interviews from the front lines of the culture wars. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Bridgehead on AM 1380 at 3 o'clock p.m. My name is Jonathan Van Maren, and I'll be your host for the next half hour. Today we're talking to Member of Parliament Cathay Wagenthal because in this new parliament under Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, uh, she as a, a, a first-time Conservative Member of Parliament was given the opportunity to put forward a private member's bill. She has recently put forward a bill called Cassie and Molly's Law and it is based on the case of a woman in Windsor, a pregnant woman who was murdered. She was stabbed to death, and as a result, uh, her preborn baby girl, uh, who the parents had wanted to call Molly, uh, was murdered as well. Now, for those of you who are pro-life, you will know that an Unborn Victims of Crime Act has actually been officially endorsed by the Conservative Party in the past, and that this is the kind of law that has uh, been put forward before. But of course, with MP Wagenthal actually getting together with Jeff Durham, the uh, the father of Molly, things are, are getting crazy, of course. So there was commentary from the recent Manning Conference talking about how this law was trying to reopen the abortion debate, which is inevitably the tiresome garbage that gets brought up whenever anyone wants to talk about a baby in the womb at all times. I sometimes wonder if when... Pro-choice people are hanging out with their friends and their friends say that they're expecting uh, what their pro-choice friends say. It's like, don't talk about your fetus. Uh, is, are you trying to reopen the abortion debate at supper or what? Or I wonder if pro-choice people respond really badly to seeing a sonogram or an ultrasound on their friend's fridge. Because the way it seems to me is that whenever this is brought up in the political context, they start shrieking about the abortion debate being reopened. And Look, I'm a pro-life activist. If I actually want the abortion debate to be reopened, politically speaking. And I'm actually on the side of Cathay Wagenthal when she says this bill does not reopen the abortion debate. It doesn't. I wish it did. But at the end of the day, uh, the pro-choice movement is saying things like even a discussion of the fact that a fetus exists is going to ensure uh, that constitutional protections for pre-born children will inevitably result from this. What I did find ironic, actually, is that Joyce Arthur of the Abortion Rights Coalition of Canada basically said that we can't discuss violence towards fetuses because that will uh, involve the abortion debate in some capacity, which is basically admitting up front that abortion is violence towards a fetus. The discussion now, of course, logically speaking, would be, well, what is the fetus? Let's discuss what the fetus is before we can decide whether or not violence towards it, or more accurately, him or her would be justified. But this is Canada, and it's 2016, so when abortion comes up, we all hide. And when a bill comes up addressing the fact that there are babies being killed in the womb, and those babies were wanted by their mothers, we can't have the discussion because some people are afraid that we'll suddenly start talking about the babies who were in the womb and are being killed by their mothers because their mothers didn't want them. And I can see why they're worried about this. So it's sort of interesting. A Molly and Cassie's law is not particularly controversial. Here, I'll read you a piece from the CBC article on it. Uh, they said, and I quote, A Saskatchewan MP has tabled legislation that, if passed, would, quote, 
make it a separate offense to cause injury or death to a preborn child during the commission of an offense against the child's mother. Conservative Kathy Wagenthal introduced the private member's bill Tuesday in the House of Commons in Ottawa. The short name of Bill C-225, an act to amend the criminal code, is Cassie and Molly's Law. It's named after Cassandra Cock, who was seven months pregnant when she was found dead at the scene of an arson in Windsor, Ontario in 2014. She had planned to name her child Molly. Matthew Brush was charged with first-degree murder. His case is now before the courts. In a news release, Wagenthal said she was motivated to introduce the legislation after learning the story of Cassie, Molly, and Jeff Durham from the father-to-be. So that's the story. Uh, a member of parliament hears about a, a brutal murder of a woman named Cassie and her preborn uh, child, Molly. Uh, the father of the child and, and, and the significant other of Cassie, Jeff Durham, has been waging a campaign far and wide to try and make people uh, wake up and listen to the story. He's been trying to get laws passed that would make it a separate offense to kill a wanted child in the womb. And I noticed that over on the Abortion Rights Coalition of Canada's Facebook page, he has been uh, tangling with pro-choice activists who live in a state of denial and think that the womb is, is something like uh, the door to Narnia. It's completely imaginary and nothing really exists there. But uh, he's been pointing out to them that there have been many, many women, uh, many, many instances of people in Canada uh, who were assaulted and their, their pre-born child murdered as well. Of course, as you might expect, the pro-choice crowd here in Canada isn't very open to it because at the end of the day, as I said, they don't want to discuss the fact uh, that pre-born child, children exist at all. And thus, uh, children like Molly, who are killed by people like Matthew Brush, must go unnoticed uh, almost permanently. But to talk about this bill, I asked, uh, I asked Cathay Wagenthal to come onto the show, and, and she was kind enough uh, to agree to that, so I'd like to present to you this conversation with Member of Parliament from Saskatchewan, Cathay Wagenthal, about her new bill, Molly and Cassie's Law. The campaign is called Molly Matters. And of course, this, this is a concern. I understand that out um, in the conversation between pro-life and pro-choice mm-hmm. people. And, uh, you know, I am pro-life. Jeff is very clearly pro-choice, as was Cassie. So for us to come together on this, it is a a situation where there's a gap that applies to a woman whose intention is to have her child. So there's no connection here to um, abortion at all. We haven't changed the definition of a human being, which is after birth. Right. So that in no way is implicated here. And it's a woman's choice, a legal right in Canada, to choose to terminate her pregnancy with an abortion. And this in no way impacts that because it applies only to a third party committing a criminal offense against a pregnant woman. Well, with the, so we, with the example mm-hmm. I just brought up of, of, a, of a young man pushing someone down the stairs with the intent mm-hmm. to kill that fetus, the, the crime here that we're, we're talking about then does, does circle around motivation because in, in the case of an abortion and in this specific action, we would be talking uh, about the same fetus but what we're trying to criminalize here then is a motive in this bill. Well, it, there's an intent to um, harm the woman and potentially to harm the child, absolutely. And the case here is that he has to already know that she is pregnant. So the intent there is to harm uh, the woman and 
if the child is harmed as well, then there would be additional offenses. And they aren't criminal offenses as in um, murder or manslaughter, that type of thing, because we're not dealing with a human being. So these Legally would be... Speaking. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Legally speaking. And, and that's what my bill is about, is, is correcting this where, you know, we have this gap where women are not protected in the way they should be protected by our criminal laws. I believe that this would be a huge deterrent to an individual thinking, uh, as the example that you gave, because right now, if he was to assault that woman and she not be harmed, the assault charges would be minimal and yet she could have lost her child that she was anticipating and looking forward to having as part of a family. So we need to, you know, we need to, to uh, fill this gap and protect all, all aspects of, of a, a woman's choice to have family. And just for our listeners who, who aren't aware of the story, because I've been aware of this Molly Matters campaign, because uh, mm-hmm. it's happening in Windsor. I have, I have some friends who live Correct. in Windsor. Uh, so you, you first heard about the Molly Matters campaign uh, via petition submitted to the House of Commons. Uh, when did you uh, first meet Jeff, and, and maybe tell our listeners what Jeff told you, the story of Molly and Cassie? Sure. Um, what I did is, it was quite an, uh, a privilege for me to be polled number 11 for a private member's bill as a new member of Parliament. This is a total new experience to me, and, and I'm there because I want to do things of significance right. that make a difference to Canadians. So when I had this opportunity to present a bill, uh, over the Christmas season, I, I pondered, and I actually um, called Jeff and talked with him and asked if he would feel comfortable if I was to put this bill forward. And so that's where, where and when we started our conversation. And since he was uh, in Ottawa when I did present, presented in the house, and we've talked extensively, and his, I mean, his heart and his, his intentions are so focused on, on making sure that this doesn't happen to other people, to have to go through the grief and the suffering as extended family in anticipating that child. And I'm a grandma. Mm-hmm. I have nine beautiful grandkids. And, you know, this is, this is the kind of horrific thing that you think would never happen in your family. Mm-hmm. But it does. And that's when he became aware of how this gap existed. And, and there was no, no justice there, really, for um, this preborn child that they were looking forward to having as, as uh, their child. So just just so our listeners are clear, what is Molly and Cassie's story? You've named this bill after them, and what what mm-hmm. is their story? Uh, well, in Cliff Notes, I'm sure people have have been familiar with it or can go online. But it's basically that she was attacked in her home and brutally murdered, and uh, uh, Molly's life was taken as well. And and uh, there are charges pending right now. I believe the case is before the court, so there's not a lot that we can say specifically right. in regard to that. But her life was taken while pregnant, and the individual was aware that she was pregnant, and she lost her child. So. And Molly was the daughter that she lost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Jeff lost. What's the reaction to this been so far? I've been, I've been keeping mm-hmm. track of this in the news, and I believe Chris Selly in the National Post talked about how social conservatives see this as their moment. Katie O'Malley talked about your bill specifically, uh, mm-hmm. and sort of said maybe this is an attempt by the pro-life movement yeah. to do something, whereas you're saying, look, this is addressing a specific case, a case like mm-hmm. that of Cassie and Molly and any other cases that would uh, resemble those. So 
How have your mm-hmm. colleagues reacted to this and the media coverage that's surrounding it? Sure. I mean, at this point, it's it's still fairly fresh and new, and I've sent out backgrounders and questions and answers, and I believe that with these additional sentences, you know, potential for harming a child while committing an offense against a woman or killing a preborn child while committing offense against a woman, uh, knowing she is pregnant, are, are valid um, and pointed uh, offenses that should be there in our criminal code. And has it helped uh, people's fears at all that, that Jeff, Jeff Durham is pro-choice and he's working with you as a pro-life MP, but pro-life mm-hmm. MPs, of course, work on a wide variety of legislation, and just because mm-hmm. you hold a specific view on abortion, it doesn't mean that uh, that's, that relates directly to the bill you're working on. Well, uh, I, what I would hope is that it would uh, send a clear message of where we're both coming from, and that is from neither perspective. As a matter of fact, I get frustrated at the thought of the pro-life taking advantage of this. He gets very frustrated with the pro-choice trying to take advantage of this and, and vice versa. I mean, mm-hmm. our intent is very clear. And we are open to talking to anyone and discussing it with anyone. I've reached out uh, to uh, the abortion community saying, listen, we need to talk about this because choice goes beyond a woman's choice to terminate her pregnancy. It also includes her choice to have a family. And the, and the truth of the matter is I have many friends who have chosen abortion to terminate a pregnancy, but have also chosen to have a family. Mm-hmm. And it's that side, you know, as women, I guess we're pretty complicated. But uh, we have a need in our justice system to fill this this gap to protect women. How protect has the, the pro-choice community responded to your reaching out to them? Uh, well, I've reached out. Uh, they've definitely um, given some feedback on Twitter and Facebook and that type of thing, and I've just responded with, I'm here to talk, and here, no, this is what I'm saying. It is not an anti-abortion uh, bill in any any way, and that's all you can do is, is reach out to them and hope that they will do what I, I truly believe is right in regards to a woman's choice uh, to protect every aspect of that and her uh, you know, we need to do that. So what is the future of this bill going forward? You've tabled it. Uh, what is the journey mm-hmm. of this bill from now? Uh, well, it it would face um, two hours of debate in the upcoming months. I'm hoping that that debate will take place before June, uh, and then it would uh, basically be voted on second reading. The The, the way the system works is, there's, I think, 30 bills, and the first 10 go before the House, and there's only certain allotments of time to debate, so each one gets an hour, and then you go through the cycle again. So it does take some time, but I'm hoping that it will be debated in the House before the end of June. What sort of support do you expect from the bill? So from the media, the, there's conservative MPs who say, yeah, sounds great, I'm going to vote for it. Other ones mm-hmm. who are saying, hmm, we don't like the fact that some people might take advantage of this to bring up other issues. And then, mm-hmm. of course, you've got the, the NDP and the Liberals, which are, which are anyone's guess. But you can assume that uh, they probably wouldn't vote for a conservative uh, private member's bill. What, what is your hope on, in terms of who will vote for this? Well, I, it's my job to reach out, and uh, I understand there's a number of NDP um, members of Parliament in Jeff's area who he has reached out to over and over again, and they have expressed, you know, some sympathy and support recently. So that's very good to hear. And um, 
within the Liberal Party, I'm aware of individuals who who I believe would support this. Mm-hmm. We have uh, a circumstance here where as a private member's bill, we're not representing our parties. We're representing something that is very uh, dear to our own hearts. That's why we go for these types of things. And we have this wonderful opportunity in Parliament is to express something as an individual member of Parliament. And within our party, I know that we get to vote our conscience on this. I would hope that would be the same in the other parties. I know that, um, you know, we haven't had um, one of our bills come forward that was uh, allowed to go to uh, vote a conscience within the Liberal Party. If that was the case, then I, I can't imagine it not being the case here. It would be counterintuitive, but mm-hmm. that being said, and I mean, the truth of the matter is... Um, it is not a pro-life or a pro-choice bill, and it's my job, uh, you know, to make it very clear and to uh, gain their support that this is something that unfortunately I think is left in the rubble right. that shouldn't be because of those other issues. And, you know, we have we have the presence of mind and we have the responsibility to do what's right, and I believe that's the case here. When Ken Epp put forward the Unborn Victims of Crime Act, something quite similar, uh, I Mm -hmm. believe the Conservative Party uh, officially supported that law. So does that make you hopeful that the Conservatives, at least, uh, will support your bill, considering the fact that there was official party support for something similar a few years ago? Sure, sure. I would hope so. Uh, But again, it's a private member's bill, so the responsibility, the onus is on me to build those relationships and make sure that we're on the same page. I don't know that I'll have 100% support. Um, It's not a whipped vote, so, you know, we have that freedom. And within the Conservative Party, quite honestly, I think that a lot of issues are debated far better and far broadly than in in the other parties. Mm -hmm. We have, you know, that's one of the things I love is the open tent that we do have in in this regard. So uh, there's a lot of conversation going on uh, in regards to a number of issues, and, and that's healthy, that's good. So one one final question. It's probably going to be difficult for you to extract this from the pro-choice, pro-life divide simply because the pro-choice crowd will say, we're talking about a, a, a pre-born baby anyways, so regardless of, of whether or not this bill goes anywhere close to the legality of abortion, which it obviously doesn't, uh, mm-hmm. the, the pro-choice crowd doesn't want to discuss the entity in the womb, period. And on the pro-life side, of course, it's been a very long time since there was any piece of legislation that dealt with the baby in the womb in any way at all, regardless mm-hmm. of whether or not yeah. this bill approaches abortion. So both right. sides are, are going to take advantage of this simply because the pro-life side is going to say, hey, somebody's talking about the babies in the womb, and the pro-choice movement's going to say the exact same thing, but view that negatively. So how are you going to extract right. this? Um. Basically, in the way that I've presented it, because we've made it so clear that it doesn't change the definition of a human being, preborn is a term that to me refers to anticipation. This is an individual, um, a woman, who is choosing to have a child. We all have families. We know what that anticipation is all about. So um, in in my bill, I've made it really clear that this is uh, offenses that only apply when a criminal attacks a woman that he knows is pregnant and there's a criminal offense there against her. That is job one. And then uh, these additional offenses uh, would be applied if there was harm or death to the child uh, 
in her womb that she was carrying. You know, we can't pretend. We have to be real about uh, family in Canada Mm -hmm. and the importance of family in Canada. And it protects a woman's choice uh, to carry her child, and it protects her um, from this type of crime that happens when an individual outside of herself is trying to to terminate her pregnancy or, you know, is in disagreement with her. So we have, I think, a, re- a responsibility as legislators and as uh, within our criminal law and our courts to say, you know what, we value this. Uh, it's standalone and, and it deserves to have um, the support of Canadians. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Well, I appreciate it, John. Thanks so All much. All right. Have a wonderful day. Okay. Thank okay. you. You too. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Member of Parliament Cathay Wagenthal talking to us about Cathy Ann Molly's Law, which is Bill C-225 for anyone who wants to look it up. Anyone who wants more uh, information on the campaign, wants to take a look at it, wants to get it involved somehow, go to mollymatters.org, mollymatters.org, or go to weneedalaw.ca. That's weneedalaw.ca. And you can take a look, you can sign petitions uh, that urge people to pass this piece of legislation. I myself actually take MP Wagenthal at her word when she says this isn't a pro-life motion. I think that it's this, this bill is actually the perfect encapsulation of what the abortion debate in Canada is like right now. And that's pro-choice people refusing to admit uh, that human beings begin their lives before they fully exit the birth canal. And uh, pro-lifers and pro-life politicians so desperate to avoid talking about abortion that they're willing to play all kinds of uh, games of legal twister in order to ensure that no one can accuse them that they're reopening the abortion debate. So I don't, I don't know if uh, Jeff Durham, I don't know if the Molly Matters campaign or, or MP Wagenthal actually thought they could dodge the accusation of trying to reopen the abortion debate, but they certainly should have known that. Uh, because at the end of the day, anything that discusses a baby in the womb at this point in Canada is going to be labeled uh, an abortion motion, an abortion law, an abortion debate, even though uh, I don't think this law is a particularly pro-life law. I think it does address just a couple of specific criminal circumstances. Uh, and at the end of the day, it won't impact abortion in Canada whatsoever. But at the end of the day, this is the country we live in right now, and this should all just give us a lot more motivation to start conversations wherever we can about this issue so that we can start having a reasonable discussion about the abortion issue one day in our country. We can only hope. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to catch this show online later on, go to thebridgehead.ca or check out The Bridgehead on SoundCloud or YouTube. So thanks for listening. Hope you have a great weekend and hope you tune in again next week.